Hi, this is Q. This is Sebastian. And this is Kevin. In this podcast, we are going to give you a taste of the Swiss and Chinese healthcare systems. First, we will talk about how the governments intervene in these two countries. Then, we will interview some experts about the pros and cons in these systems. And finally, we will discuss what the U.S. can learn from the Swiss and the Chinese. All right. Looking at some statistics, we can see that the World Health Organization overall health system performance placed Switzerland in the 20th place, while the United States were placed in 37th, and China at 144th. So, Sebastian, can you walk us through the key characteristics of the Swiss healthcare system? Yeah, sure. So, Swiss government policy requires every citizen to purchase a basic mandatory insurance package. Individuals can buy this basic healthcare package at equal premiums from one of sixty different private insurance companies. Nationwide premiums are set each year after discussions between insurance companies and the government. Insurance insurance companies all offer the exact same package for mandatory healthcare, and are actually not allowed to make any profits. They are, however, allowed to make profits from selling supplemental healthcare. Cool, and this system seems to work. The Swiss system has been ranked as number three in the world by the Medical Journal and said for its high accessibility and high quality. So, to better understand the Swiss healthcare system, we interviewed Mr. Roger Weder, an employee at Zurich Insurances in Switzerland. Thank you very much for taking time to talk to us, Mr. Weder. My pleasure. So the Swiss healthcare system has been praised internationally. Do you still see any room for improvements? Oh, absolutely. Taking from conversations with many clients, I believe the biggest room for improvement in terms of healthcare policy is that different incomes should be charged different premiums. Currently, everyone has to pay the same premium, independent of the income. Usually, high-income people also have no problems buying supplemental insurance. While the mandatory premium for low-income people is already so high that they have no chance at buying supplemental insurance, if you don't have supplemental insurance, you'll often have to pay for expensive medications yourself. I think the government should aim at least regulate prices of such medications. You mentioned you think the government could intervene even more. I was actually going to ask you if you believe the government should intervene less. Well. Since I work for an insurance company, I'm obviously happy that the Swiss government requires mandatory healthcare for everyone. While we are not allowed to make any profits from the mandatory insurance packages, many people come to us to buy supplemental healthcare. If the government would not mandate healthcare for everyone, I believe we would lose out on a lot of the supplemental insurance that we are selling right now. One thing you should also keep in mind is Switzerland's direct democracy. Meaning that if the majority of the population would be extremely unhappy with the current system, they could technically go ahead and make direct changes pretty quickly. Wow, those are very interesting perspectives. The success of the Swiss healthcare system comes at a cost, and I agree that government could make the healthcare system more efficient through income-adjusted premiums or subsidies for supplementary insurance for the less well-off. However, I think it's a bit problematic that people who don't pay their insurance bills are heavily pen- penalized by the government. Exactly, I totally agree.、Um, 
oftentimes people seem to simply not have the financial means to pay for their premiums. I don't think it's fair for the government to then go ahead and punish people with large fees when it's partially the government's fault for not regulating some costs or subsidizing people in a timely manner. Right. Now, Kevin will give us some insights on the Chinese healthcare system. Sure, I'll take it from here. Chinese healthcare system refers to the state-owned medical insurance system of China. In 2016, China spent approximately 5.7 of its GDP on healthcare, with 30% financed by the central government and local government, 38% by public finance health insurance, and 32% by personal spending. Overall, about 98% of the population in China have public finance basic medical insurance. There were three main types of publicly financed basic medical insurance. First, we have urban employment-based basic medical insurance. It covers 283.3 million population in 2016. It is financed mainly from employee and employer payroll taxes with minimal government funding. Participation is mandatory for employees in urban area. Second, urban resident basic medical insurance, which is voluntary at the household level. Covered 314.5 million self-employed individuals, children, students, and elderly adults in 2016. Both urban employment-based and urban resident basic medical insurance are administered by the Ministry of Human Resources and Social Security and run by local governments. Third, the Rural New Cooperative Medical Scheme, administered mainly by the National Health and Family Planning Commission. And run by local authorities, is also voluntary at the household level, and covered a rural population of 736 million in 2016. However, in recent years, the system faced substantial challenges after market-based reforms in the healthcare sector, including inadequate government funding and the weakening of the support of public healthcare providers. This policy changes lead to unintended consequences, such as surging costs, diminished access to care, widening inequalities, and an erosion of the healthcare workforce. To better understand the Chinese healthcare system, we interviewed Director Sun at China Taikang Life Insurance. Thank you for taking this time to talk to us, Director Sun. You're welcome. Since the implementation of the reform and opening up in China, the socialized care system has gradually been replaced by public medical insurance. So my first question is that: Why has the government now taken advantage of the rapid economic development to increase investment in healthcare? Uh, this problem needs to be treated separately according to urban and rural areas. Chinese government has invested heavily in healthcare. However, in rural areas, farmers have never had a formal and complete health protection system. In cities, it is mainly the remaining system of state-owned enterprises' publicly funded medical care. At present, the Chinese government mainly invests in rural medical systems. For cities, it is in the past 10 to 15 years, medical expenses have. Generally, risen by 50 percent, and serious medical expenses have risen by 70 percent. Instead of investing more money in medical system, it is better to reduce medical expenses.
what actually caused the increase in medical expenses so much? Um, on the one hand, <coughs> medicine costs have generally increased, similar to the situation in Germany. On the other hand, the cost of medical care must be greatly increased. Now that the cost of hospitalization is higher, the cost of nursing care has gone up. In the past, China had a completely publicly funded medical service. Now individuals have to pay insurance to cover part of their expenses. Uh, moreover, corruption is very serious in the medical field, which will lead to a heavier economic burden on the patient. My final question is that some people say that a country's medical, education, and legal systems are all related to political system, and the reason why China's healthcare reform has had a little effect is because there has been no political reform in China. What do you think about this? Um, it's too simple and too hasty to say so. China has been trying to establish a social welfare system according to the Western model since the 1990s. We know that Western social welfare has a history of more than 100 years. Capital and resources have been accumulated during this time and can be used for medical care and pension insurance. However, the time for social welfare in China is still too short, and the experience and funding are insufficient. China is developing roles with its own characteristics. <clears throat> if we want to reform, then China should gradually establish a private medical insurance institution like Germany. People with good economic conditions can participate in private insurance, and people with poor economic conditions can participate in public finance insurance. In addition, not only state-owned enterprises, but private enterprises should gradually implement comprehensive medical insurance. There is also the problem of inequality in the welfare of urban and rural areas that the Chinese government is trying to eliminate in the coming decades. Having looked at the two systems, I think there are definitely things U.S. can learn from both countries to improve its healthcare structure. It's interesting that while the Swiss can directly vote for the policy and the Chinese government has the decision-making power on how healthcare works, both ensures 100% coverage of their people. And indeed, we think that mandatory healthcare is better. On that note, we feel that the U.S. government can definitely intervene more to ensure greater coverage, lower cost, and higher accessibility. However, we also believe that it would be hard for the U.S. to fully adopt what the Swiss and the Chinese are doing. Not only are the three countries fundamentally different, Switzerland, for example, has a population of 8 million and China has a population of 1.4 billion, while the U.S. has a population of 325 million. But also, Switzerland's and China's population are a lot more homogenous than the population of the U.S. Right. That would explain why people have completely different mentalities and understandings about government involvement. Um, the Swiss generally tend to be very rule-following, so they are more accepting of government involvement than Americans. Also, 
6.9% of the Swiss is below the poverty line, and an they have an unemployment rate of 2.9%. In the U.S., around 15.1% of the population is below the poverty line, and 8.1% are unemployed. These all make it harder for the U.S. government to really subsidize. Indeed, and for China, people generally have lower standard for living, and the health care priority is quite different compared to the U.S. But that being said, we believe and hope that the U.S. can figure out its own way to provide health care for its people more efficiently. Thanks, Thanks a, lot a lot for, for listening. listening.